The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. everybody this is robin nelson and nicole uh, for another edition of horror pop after midnight and our special guest tonight is he plays rudy on the monster squad and he's also part of the brand new documentary wolfman scott nards yeah ryan lambert how's it going ryan it's going fantastic how are you guys i'm good pretty good <laughs> how's it how how is it over in sunny california window it's fine <laughs> <laughs> probably, I'm probably one of those guys that i'm not you know I'm, I'm being the guy that's you know actually doing the thing stay inside if i do go out mask it up you know but i really just like i go to like the store and back but you know since march i've basically just been in my apartment um it's it's finally like a little bit uh you know for la it's cold and uh, so, you know, it was it was tough. We had a heat wave that was like you know, record-breaking heat in L.A. Like, it's like 116 one day. I was like, what? Oh, crap. <laughs> and oh. I'm in my apartment with like a little, you know, crappy AC going. So uh, <laughs> that was fun. That was a good time. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I grew up out in California. I know how those um, hot degree weathers are. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm in the Midwest where it's going to start getting even colder. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I'm worried about you guys. Like, you know, this whole winter uh, thing is going yeah. to be, uh, I think it's going to be a tough one to get through. Just me- mentally, maybe. I don't know. But like, uh, just staying inside, freezing. Stock up on hot chocolate. <laughs> yep. And zip up jammies. You got to have the jammer pants. So, there you go. <laughs> I bet you got some pajama pants. <laughs> I just got a new pair of pajama pants, and I got to put them on for the first time, like, for like three days ago. I was like, here we go. <laughs> I'm for comfort. Yeah, you, you need a pair of Monster Squad ones that say, Wolfman's got nards right in the front. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if someone already has those. Yeah, right? <laughs> they're I'm... out there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole has that look on her face and that little smile. <laughs> Got my sinister smirk going. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, the, it's true. He does. So there you go. He's got an art. There's the answer to all your guys' questions. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... I want to ask you about your uh, upcoming movie, Wrecker. What's that about? Wow. Um, well, uh, I I lived in San Francisco for 15 years. I'm back in L.A. now. Um, I lived in San Francisco from about 2000 to 2015. And, uh, you know, I think it was like the last maybe three or four years of me living in the Bay Area. Uh where I kind of like got the bug again to start acting and start, I started writing some of my own material and content and uh, you know, Wrecker I, so I, 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 you know, I went to try to find an agent in San Francisco no one would represent me we don't, we can't, re- we can't uh, uh, resurrect your career I'm like, I don't want you to do that <laughs> just like is there like you know a TV show that's rolling through town? You know, I could just play like Dead Body Number Two or something. You know, ridiculous. Like you know, just work, just be on set. I miss being on set. And uh, I, you know, I, I didn't. So I joined a theater company and uh, was doing theater for a little bit. I was taking classes and uh, and then uh, somebody had found me. Uh, you know, through all that and knew who I was from way back in the early days of uh you know 
my childhood. And uh, they uh, they were making a film, and they wanted me to be in it. So I said, sure. And so I shot it, like, three days, three-day shoot. Um, it, it's, a, it, it, it's a very low-budget production, but the guy did a really good job. Uh, I, I don't know if it's ever going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of one of those things. It's, uh, it's kind of like a corny... Uh, sort of a Schwarzenegger type knockoff mm-hmm. thing, uh, and and I play like a really drugged up uh, priest. Okay, <laughs> a drugged up priest. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, like he's part of this drug syndicate, and he's like this priest that's like uh, pushing guns and drugs, and I, it, it's really weird. <laughs> and, uh, if you're if you are a huge Monster Squad fan or Kids Incorporated or something like that. I don't recommend seeing it. <laughs> it, it will, it will like destroy your my image. Of, you know, <laughs> you don't want to watch that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of. I mean, they throw it up there on IMDb, and you guys see that I'm doing something. But to me, it's like, oh, is that thing ever? Is that thing even real anymore? You know? Yeah. But Wolfman may have nards, but Rudy has binoculars. <laughs> Rudy does have binoculars. <laughs> so yeah, you played Rudy in the movie Monster Squad, and who does not love Monster Squad, right? Well, uh, a lot of people didn't when it came out. <laughs> yeah, we talked. We talked about that when we talked to Andre, um, not last week, but the week before, correct? Yeah, yes. Yeah, and that went over really well. So, how did you come apart to um, get the part as Rudy? Well, you know, you're, you know, we're kids. We're I'm I'm a working actor. I was doing uh, Kids Incorporated at the time, and uh, you know, you go on auditions. I mean, I had an agent, and they send you out on auditions, and that was one of them. I mean, I think I auditioned for the Lost Boys at the same time, you oh, know, cool. and uh, I got the Monster Squad. Um, it was just a regular audition. I, I read the script and I looked at my character's description. I was like, "Yeah, that's me. I got that." <laughs> and uh, I mean, what you see on camera is kind of like how I looked when I went in for the audition. You know, I walked in with a leather jacket and my Ray Bans. My my hair was all spiked up, and uh, you know, I, I I sat down with uh, Fred Decker and Shane Black and uh, Penny Perry, the casting director. And um, I looked at Shane, he had a, he had a, he, uh, in his pocket, he had a pack of Marlboros. And I said, can I, can I grab one of those from you? And they, and they all looked at each other and they're like, ugh, like, <laughs> we're gonna give a 15 year old a cigarette? And like, then I think it was Fred, he said, we wrote it into the script. <laughs> like, uh-huh. He's gonna have to do it if he goes on camera, you know, so. They handed me a cigarette, I lit it up, I did the scene, said goodbye, and then uh, I think it was like a week later they called and said, you got it. <laughs> yeah, before yeah before you got it, um, Andre was mentioning that he was going up for the role Rudy too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't in Kids Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Andre's been working since. He was like, you know, I, before he was born, I think he was like on a TV show. So he he he, he was really seasoned as an actor, and I was just kind of getting started. You know, I, I started when I was thirteen. I got that part when I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it sort of happened really fast for me, and he had been doing it his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you get some parts, you don't get some parts. Uh, you want some parts that you don't get and you get some parts that you don't want. Yeah, <laughs> but, and it turned out really great. Know, yeah, I think they called in a lot of kids just to like see the kids and see where they fit mm-hmm. in the script, you know, And uh, but not for me. It was like there was, I was too old to play the little kids. Oh, I got you. Um, and I was not old enough to play Dracula. So, <laughs> uh, that's where that's the part I went out for, and I, and I got it. I think maybe Andre went in and like read a, a few different things, and they chose him for the lead. So I think he won. Aww. I think he did fine. <laughs> um, my friend Joe has a question for you. Okay, Joe. Hey, Ryan. How are you? I'm pretty good, Joe. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. 
Um, yeah, I've met you before. Uh, thank you so much for being a, a part of this amazing film. Um, my question for you is, what did you keep? I'm, I'm, I'm a, a B-movie actor as well, and I always keep something from you know, the set, whether it's a shirt that I got killed off in, blood all over it. Did you keep anything, like the sunglasses or anything from the film? I have, uh, I have the silver bullet that I take out of my pocket. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. And put into the gun. Um, and then I had the jacket. And uh, I was bringing it to a uh, like a function, like a convention, to like show people. I was gonna like you know hang it up. If you wanted to put it on, you could check it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the way back, I was uh, uh, I was in San Francisco, and I was on the train going home uh, from the airport. And uh, I had my bag next to me on the seat, and I fell asleep, and someone stole my bag. Oh. So whoever stole that bag has a has the Rudy jacket. Oh, <laughs> Without, no. I'm oh, sure that I'm sure they don't know that. But <laughs> I'm sorry. To, they did with it after that. Someone has it. It exists in the world, but I don't have it anymore, uh, which is really sad. I'm sorry to bring uh, that up. I'm sorry to bring that up. I'm sorry to bring that up. I still have the silver bullet. I'm, I, it's on my uh, dresser, and uh, you know. Kind of a cool thing to have. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't think I wouldn't think of that. That that would be a really cool one to have. And you also have your own comic book, correct? I don't have my own comic, but there is a there's a, a zine called mm-hmm. I Heart Ruby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it looks the cover looks like a comic book. Like the second issue looks like a comic book. Yes, it looks like um, a Tales from the Crypt cover. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's an amazing. That's <laughs> that's an amazing thing. I, it's so funny to see that. Like, there's a whole scene dedicated to. I mean, the first issue was, I think, mostly dedicated to the character uh-huh. of Rudy, and then uh, the second issue is more like you know everybody from the Monster Squad and mm-hmm. fans. But it's a fan zine, and it's something that the. Uh, they dig, and that's the same with the the documentary. It's not a documentary about Monster Squad. Yeah, it's a documentary about fans of the Monster Squad. And yeah, wh- and why this happened after so many years. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fred says it, you know, perfectly in in the documentary. Uh, you know, I'm not saying verbatim, but he said, you know, it's like you you shoot a basket in 1987 and it doesn't go in until like 20 years later so <laughs> 30, 35 years later or something so it, it, it's an interesting evolution of, of how that happened unbeknownst to any of us who made the movie mm-hmm. you know I didn't know any of that was going on throughout my life I mean it came out <clears throat> in the theaters it bombed and we went uh oh oh well and that was the end of that so uh you know, you forget about it. You move on. I went back to get incorporated. We did, you know, I got more jobs. And then we moved on with our lives. And little did we know that there was this, like, creeping snowball, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the years uh, on VHS, on Laserdisc, on, you know, it wasn't even on DVD. And then when, even when Blu-ray came out, it wasn't, they didn't release it until, like, I don't even remember, 2013 or something. And, uh, and so, you know, when we found out that all of this was happening, it was a huge shock to us. What is happening? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Like, this is crazy. Uh, so we didn't really get to, like, you know, reap the benefits of any of that when we were kids, you know? It just came out much later on that all of a sudden people knew what this film was out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it was very, it was very strange. But it's nice, and we love all of you for it, and it's great. And so, Andre made a documentary about it. (laughs) (laughs) He sure did. Um, Yeah. What do you think Rudy would be doing today? Uh, Rudy, you know, everybody has this. I've heard this question a bunch. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, he'd like be a mechanic or like he's just a drunk in the back of like a garage or something. And uh, I was like, well, maybe, you know, 
maybe he got married to Patrick's sister, and uh, they live in the suburbs. They've got three kids, and he's an accountant. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I don't know. He was a he was a 15-year-old boy. I mean, who knows what, he, what happened after all that. You know? <laughs> um, there was no more monster uh, hunting because we did it. <laughs> like, it already happened so it was over so the next day what did they do I don't know did they go back to the clubhouse no because it was it blew up so you know, did they go to a garage and talk about monsters more it was kind of like the climax of the whole thing was that they, they actually got to do the thing that they've been studying uh-huh. you know their lives so after that you know I, I don't who knows I mean, what do you think? What do you what do you what do you what do you want him to do? <laughs> what would Look, you want him to be now? Uh, out looking for virgins still? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. At fifty years old, I don't know if that's quite the, the right thing that they should do. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know some that just came out of her mouth. This wasn't planned. It's always got to be the woman. Let's pick on the woman here. Yeah, we gotta look out for you. Like we've got nards on the crotch. You want to see that? Now you want to? Now you want me to go look for virgins? What is going on here, girl? And speaking of wolves. Um, on Halloween, she had a Halloween party, mm-hmm. and uh, her and her husband Pete were uh, dressed like uh, Pam and Team Wolf. Yep. <laughs> oh, there you go. It, it worked out quite well, except for when um, he had to go to the bathroom, and he was <laughs> head to toe fur. So we we had to bring out the scissors after quite a few drinks, and I said, "Just stand still. <laughs> stand still. Don't move." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And but think of this: it was a full moon that night too. Yeah, it was. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the the costume took. Very trusting of each other. Yeah, yes, we yes we are. We have we have five kids, so I guess he's gonna have to trust me at some point. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I like how you said that. You're like okay. This is <laughs> you got your own monster squad right there. Yeah, see, yeah, and that's why I, you know, I, I told Andre, uh, you know, what my my husband said that it just it amazes him how you know it wasn't as big as what it was because to him it was big. That's what got him into clubs and building the clubhouses and you know grabbing a hold of that imagination that that the movie swayed him towards. So you know. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that went while we were making the documentary, like, we, those were the stories we heard uh, over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, when I was a kid, we were the monster squad, and, like, I wanted to be Rudy, but I was actually the fat kid. Yeah, <laughs> 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 we had our own clubhouse, and we made cards, and we went out and played monster squad, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's, that's incredible. I mean, I had that, too. You know, I was Han Solo. From like 1977 to 1984, there like, you I go. Was on solo. Like there was no getting around that. You know, I, that that was my jam. Except I was actually playing, you know, in my room, uh, you know, playing a character from film that was like the biggest film of all time. Right, <laughs> so, right. So Monster Squad. <laughs> like if you really knew what that was, then you were you were actually in a secret club. You really were, and still are. You know, so pe- people don't. You know, you 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 know the Monster Squad, and people love the Monster Squad, and it's got a huge fan base now. But it's still a film that not many people have seen, and and so um, it's not like a you know household name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you ha- if you are at a convention or you're out somewhere and you're wearing a Stephen King rules shirt, right, and someone comes up to you and points at it and goes, you know what? Stephen King does rule. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, you're not getting it. No, you're not getting it. You don't you're know not... what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. But <laughs> if someone comes up to you and goes, holy shit, the Monster Squad. Right. They, 
that's a club. That becomes a club. (laughs) Of of all the conventions you've been to, have you ever had anybody come up to you wearing a Kids Incorporated (laughs) t-shirt? Yes. Because that was going to be me. (laughs) Yes, I have. Uh, Every once in a while, Andre and I have like a little gag between us. Uh, Someone like, you know, someone's in line with like all, like their, you know, stack of things that they want signed. And, uh, you know, we can tell, like, oh, they've got the original Monster Squad poster, they want us to sign this t-shirt, they've got, like, some 8x10s that they found from the film or whatever, we're going to sign those. But then every once in a while, someone will come up, and, and Andre always sees it first, he goes, here you go, brother, they're coming, they're coming for you. I'm like, what? He's like, Kids Incorporated's coming, baby. <laughs> and, and then they go, hi, Ryan, oh my god, like, and then they plop down, like, a million, like, teen magazines, and I'm, like, nice. signing... You know, kids incorporate stuff for for them, uh, which is you know we're usually there at these conventions for the Monster Squad, but of course there's always a few Kids Inc. fans that seep seep through the cracks. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say before we started the show that I was not seeing the Kids Incorporated song. I, right, right, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Liar. 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 <laughs> she wanted to see, she wanted to sing was, that song for you. I was you. singing it and clapping too. That was my jam too, okay? Why aren't you singing it now? Like, <laughs> you I mean, knew you it. Just, That's what he was going to say. say Ryan, Ryan, she's going to sing no, it for I'm you, not. Ryan. Sing I am, it. I am not going to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Ryan will... He'll do it with you. Go no, ahead. No, but I do. I will say that I was saying K I D S. There you go. There you That's... go. All right, we got a little extra. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> it I takes it takes a I real man to love me. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so how how was it filming this documentary? I mean, I'm, we're passing around the DVD right now, so we don't all have to buy it at one time. So right. we're taking our turns, like I said at the library when I had to wait for Buffy to come out on on DVD, and I had to take my turn. <laughs> That's my favorite show of all time. Yes, love it. See, Buffy is the, best. Buffy is the well, Buffy is the second best television show ever made. I'll just say that. Oh, it was um, it Kids Incorporated was the first? How was it? Made, what? <laughs> well, if you're not going to sing the Kids Inc. the Kids Inc. theme song all the way through, I'm not going to tell you what my favorite TV show of all time is. But, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> you gotta, we got to trade off here. You know, that's Come on, sing it. I want to hear what his I'm, favorite... I am not singing that song. Nope, no, I'm not singing it. Nope, nope. And maybe at the next party where I'm drunk, I'll make sure I video. have you video it. <laughs> Just what we need, a drunk rendition of Kids Incorporated. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, how was it making the documentary? Is that what you asked? Yes. Is that the question? Yep. Um, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. I mean, you know, Andre did a lot of work on it. Uh, he worked really hard with uh, with uh, the other filmmakers, uh, Henry McAuliffe and, uh, and, and Wes, and uh, a bunch of other people. Uh, uh, you know, Andre can rattle off those names. <laughs> you know, I was sort of just there. Like, I was being followed around by a camera. I knew... You know, I knew the guys, and I knew what was happening, and we went on like a 17-day tour of uh, America and uh, showed Monster Squad the film, and uh, and they were following us. We, they, you know, uh, they were shooting interviews and this and that, and uh, you know, we went to London, and when we did a screening there, they came out there with us, and um, I'd say at least from my point of view, like there were times when like I was like eating breakfast in London by myself. And uh, all of a sudden, I look over and like, Jesus, like the camera. I'm like, how'd you find me? <laughs> like, how did you know I was here? Like, oh, well, we got tips. And like, they tipped me off. And now we, we're following you. And now we're going to follow you around London. I'm like, no, I want to see London alone. Like, go away. <laughs> this is a monster squad. This is just Ryan going to a bar. <laughs> Who wants to see that crap? Um, but it was fun. Uh, it was fine. It was, I mean, you know, it's hard to like, you know, when you're walking around London, there's a camera crew following you, and everyone's like, Who the hell's that asshole? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you know, is that, uh, who is that? Is that like, uh, old Tom Cruise? I'm like, <laughs> Tom 
hilarious <laughs> speak of earlier how you thought someone said you look like an old tom cruise nice <laughs> what happened if someone came up to you and said you look like richard grieco <laughs> oh god i'd vomit on them <laughs> richard grieco where, where, what is he doing now he must be doing some like movie stuff somewhere. Did he die? <laughs> you want to hear? You want to hear a funny Richard Grieco story? Um, I was up at Detroit. I was up at Detroit for a horror convention, and uh, he was there. And you can't recognize him. He, he looked like an aged old man from from an alley. Something. You know? <laughs> Oh, he, he, he was looking rough. I mean, straight rough. Yeah, because I, I was at a convention. I was at a convention once, and I saw uh, C. Thomas Howell. Oh, that's my like, favorite, though. I'm like, oh, C. Thomas Howell, man. I loved him. Like when he, when we were younger, he was always, he was, a, he was always a solid actor. And, but he looked like the old man from the sea. Mm-hmm. Like he had a beard like down to his waist, and like just grizzled and skinny and old and I was like oh my god where is time gone I'm like what happened to him and then all of a sudden I'm watching like Ray Donovan and he's on it I'm like oh shit like he's actually working really well <laughs> he's, he's using all this to his advantage and he's actually much better than he's ever been so nice. that was kind of surprising but if you're going to mention C. Thomas Howe you got to remember him as Soul Man <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to remember him as Soul Man <laughs> I don't think he wants to remember. I don't even think that that movie, like, I think it's banned. Like, they won't show that anywhere. Oh, no. It is. It's so wrong. It's like the jazz singer, you know, with Al Jolson and then Soul Man. Like, those movies, you can't watch those movies. (laughs) (laughs) I got a question for you. Um, um, besides me, you and I are big uh, Quentin Tarantino fans. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, you got to go to uh, Quentin's theater to go see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What was that like? I did. What was that like being I at... Went open, I went opening day. Uh, it was amazing. I mean, it was it was an event. It, was, it wasn't like, I'm just going to go to a movie. It was like, it was a huge thing. Um, they, they, they gave us all buttons, you know, with the characters on it. And uh, they have the soundtrack uh, 
on vinyl that they were giving away, and nice. I missed it. Like by like two minutes, I missed them giving that away because I went. I, the funny thing is, I went from uh, I went uh, went to the theater, and I was really early, and I was going to stand in line and just be like, "This is where I'm." You know, I'm just going to stand here for like two hours. <laughs> they said we're not even opening the door for another hour and a half. Like you're, you, you don't have to stick stick around. And so I was like, okay. So I went across the street to El Coyote, which is like you know where they that's it, it, it's in the film. <laughs> and so I went. I got a margarita and I got some tacos and I watched the game on TV and hung out with the bartender there. And I go there all the time. I used to go there all the time when I was a kid. And uh, I was like, I know they filmed it. I filmed. I know they. I know this is in the film. So this is kind of cool. And then when I went back, I was like, what happened to all the records? And they were like, oh, you missed it. I'm like, I was waiting in line for like two hours. <laughs> like, I was uh, going to do it. <laughs> so I didn't get that. And then uh, they had t-shirts and things. And then uh, I sat in the front row, which is a cool thing to do at that theater because the screen is actually far away. So you can sit in the front and, and it, you're not like looking up at it. It's still like over there. And, uh, and, uh, uh, before the before any showing at at the at the New Beverly, any showing at the New Beverly, they show like cool old trailers. Uh, this time they showed uh, tra- they showed like trailers that, uh, of films that Sharon Tate was in. Oh, nice! And then they show then they showed a, a full episode of Bounty Law. <gasps> oh, I would have loved to saw Bounty Law. Damn it! That, that they shot that you'll see it. I'm sure I, I, if it's not on the Blu-ray now. Sure it is, but like it was in the theater, so we're watching that before we even saw the movie. We saw like an episode of Bounty Law, and then you know we saw the film and it was incredible. And then I I went back like three times to that theater to see it again. And uh, but the the first time I went, the the screening that I went to, uh, the one right after that, uh, uh, Quentin showed up to that screening. Oh Oh, hell yeah! Did you get to meet Quentin? No, I didn't. I I went to the one right before the one he went to. Oh, you just struck out that day. I know. I screw, I totally got the shaft. It was bullshit. <laughs> uh, and then the next day, I was going to go again, and I was trying to drag my friend along. And like, got it. You got to see it at the New Beverly. And we were going to go, and we just didn't do it. And then uh, that day, uh, Brad and Leo came. And, 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 and showed the film to the audience and then did like a little Q&A afterwards. Oh, nice. I was like, what is happening? Why am I getting screwed like this? <laughs> <laughs> you missed the vinyl, you missed Tarantino, but you got Leo and Brad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny because I just bought like a new giant television and it was like got delivered like a week ago and uh, set it all up and I was like, man, this is a really big television. Like, I think I got, I think I could have gotten the smaller one. <laughs> but, uh, first thing I put on, I, I, you know, turned the TV on and I set it up and, you know, did all the settings and everything and then, boom, put on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was the first movie I watched on my new TV. <laughs> God, that was such a great movie. I, I loved Brad Pitt's dog, man, in that movie. That, that dog was crazy. Brandy. <laughs> I have a, I have a pin of Brandy. Nice. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. You probably had, you probably wore it on a jacket or something to show it off of pride. Brandy. Uh, yeah, no, I, I probably I probably wear my Margot Robbie one. Oh yes, okay. Margot Robbie. Heck yeah! <laughs> since you um, since you do a lot of things with Andre, um, do you have a, a, a interesting story about you and Andre? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that one of the things that was really interesting was uh, we used to we. Uh, before COVID and all this, uh, you know, went down, uh, we used to uh, go to this place called the One Hundred and One Cafe. Okay. In in Hollywood, um, it's just kind of like a hipster diner place. Uh-huh. And but you you could go there in the afternoon. It's twenty four hours. You can go there like in the afternoon and get a booth. And then, you know, you set up your computer and, like, my notepad and everything, and we just have meetings all day there. 
So we order things. They have beers and things like that. So we order food, and, but they just they let you just sit there. They don't. The turnaround is quick with other tables. You're fine. But I was sitting there one day by myself, and uh, I think I was waiting for him, or he was going to come, but he couldn't come for a little while. And I said, I'll just sit here and wait. And then I called him, and I said, All right, listen to me very carefully. Ryan Gosling is sitting across from me. <laughs> And before I even hung up the phone with, I was like, Andre, Andre, like he walked in the door. Like he, he was, he was far away. And like, he was like turned around, like flew down to the 101. <laughs> Whatever he was about to do, he canceled it and came to the 101. Nice. And, uh, and walked in and sat down with me and he goes, where is he? And I goes, he's right over there. And he, Andre just got up and was like, you know, went over to him and said, hey, I'm Andre Gower. Uh, we have a mutual friend in common, Shane Black. And Ryan was like, yeah, I love Shane. I love Shane Black. Just worked with him, that movie. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also, I'm Sean from the Monster Squad. And Ryan Gosling just, like his mind was uh-huh. like exploded. And and then he pointed at me and said like, and there, and that's Rudy, that's, that's Rudy over there. And he And he just looked at me and he like he, he was like starstruck <laughs> <laughs> and I guess like you know that was his favorite movie ever that's his favorite movie of all time yep that's what and, yeah that's uh, what we hear that's, that's why he worked with Shane Black because of the Monster Squad that's awesome and and so Andre was basically saying like you know we're doing a documentary will you be in it and he he said yes he was like if I'm available I'll do whatever you want that's so and cool it, I don't think it ever worked out with scheduling but uh that was kind of an interesting story <laughs> i guess between me and andre yeah. <laughs> like i mean you know we hang out a lot um we did before all this happened uh we have we you know we did a him and i did a a, a, a television show together called short ends um we we hosted it and uh, it was for the Nerdist Network, and we were we uh, we would uh, screen short films, mm-hmm. and each episode had like a theme with buckets of blood, and like you know the next one would be you know uh, I don't know whatever it is superheroes or something, mm-hmm. and uh, and we we get all these submissions for films, and uh, we would pick and choose we we you know which ones we were going to air, and then we'd bring on a director and uh, one of the films and we'd show the films and then we would talk to the director for a little bit and then him and I like did little dumb skits or you know little gags in between you know if it was buckets of blood like it would come back from the film and I'm like covered in blood <laughs> and like and Andre would turn to me and like what happened to you during this like where did you go don't worry about it <laughs> but I'm like covered in blood and guts um, it was fun but we did that for two seasons uh other than that, we've always got little projects going here and there, mm-hmm. trying to get things made, and and uh, you know we both kind of came back to LA at the same time, and so we were just trying to like get our get our things going. Yeah, you and um, Andre also did a uh, a Monster Squad podcast too. Hmm. Oh yeah, we did Squadcast. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we did Squadcast for a while. I don't know why we stopped doing that. I, I turned it into something else with my partner, Jacob Strunk. Because uh, Jacob was sort of like the third guy on that, uh, on Squadcast. And then uh, I think Andre just decided not to do it anymore, so we changed the name. And then it was just me and uh, my friend Jacob. Uh, and we changed it because Jacob lives in the Hollywood Hills. And so uh, we just called it Dying in the Hollywood Hills. (laughs) (laughs) And we had guests on. We had actors. We had some writers. We had a comic book artist on. We, you know, uh, we'll continue to do, we'll we'll continue to do that soon. We we, we tried to do a few Zoom versions of it. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of not, kind of lame. So (laughs) I think we're going to try to do it in person now and and do more of those. Uh, But yeah, there was Squadcast. There was short ends. There was the documentary, and then him and I traveled all over together and conventions, and then you know the Alamo Draft House tour, seventeen days, and uh, 
and then I wanted him to go away. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet he didn't want to go away. He wanted to stay with you. <laughs> I'm like, no, Andre, I'm sick of you. Get out of my face. <laughs> like, Andre's like my brother, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. we're family. We're family. So um, I, I know on the documentary, you guys, uh, it was you and Ashley and Andre, you guys traveled everywhere too um, uh-huh. d- during the documentary. Um, what was the most interesting place you um, went to you know, during the whole documentary? Like, I didn't know this place existed. <laughs> uh, uh, New Brunsfeld, Texas was uh, very bizarre. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, I knew where I knew the place. Everywhere we went, I knew that they were a place they uh-huh. existed, but I didn't think I'd ever find myself there for any reason, um, unless I was driving through uh, to go somewhere else to another part of the state or something. Um, you know, we were in Houston and Dallas, and of course, you know, we've been there a million times. But there, you know, we're going to New Brunsfeld, Texas. I was like, where? <laughs> like, I've heard of it, but why? There's an Alamo Draft House there. We're going. I was like, okay. And, and the thing that was so crazy about it was like every place that we stayed, we'd stay in a hotel that was like, you know, a, a hotel that you've heard of. If I said the name of the hotel, you'd be like, yeah, I know what Marriott is. I know what a Ramada Inn is. I know what a Hilton is. I know what these hotels are. Uh, and I looked at my itinerary. I'm like, what's the Faust Hotel? Faust <laughs> Hotel. And they're like, uh, I don't know. And we went there, and it was like an old, an ancient, haunted hotel. Like, it was haunted. Like, they advertised it. It's in the brochure. Like, come to the haunted hotel. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and it also had a, for some reason, it had a brewery attached to it and a bar. Okay. Like, they made their own beer, Faust beer. It's very strange. Bizarre. I mean, it, it was totally right in my alley. I loved it. I'm like, oh, my God, I would. I would have picked this place to stay. <laughs> I was somehow going to New Brunsfeld for not this. <laughs> but um, we went there, yeah, and uh, I got my key to the room, and I went up to my room, and uh, the door was open. It, didn't even, it wasn't even locked. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? And I walked in, and it was like, it's like huge, huge room. And it, like, it had a bedroom and like a, its own kitchen and the whole thing. And I was like, did, it, did we all get this? Did we all get one of these? So I went down to Andre's room. And I'm like, dude. And I looked in. It was literally like a closet. Like, <laughs> like the door hit the bed. Like when you walked in. Like wow. it was so tiny. And I said, I don't know what happened. Like they gave me this room. And I was in there. Like I I had my luggage out. And I, and I had taken some of my clothes out. And like my bathroom stuff. And I was in this room. And I went down to the front desk. And I said, uh, just out of curiosity, why did I get this room? And they're like, ooh, that's not your room. And I was like, what? And they're like, oh, we gave you the wrong key. I'm like, I didn't even need a key. It like, just was open. And they're like, oh, no. Like, that's that's the ghost room. Oh. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, that's the, that's the room. That, like, people, we, we show that room to people, like, as an extra, you know, little thing you know if you want like a little tour of the hotel that's like and this is where the ghost is (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh my god uh okay and they're like no you have to move out of there and I'm like first of all I'm not going back in there to get my stuff (laughs) so like I need like the whole like the camera crew came with me and I'm like packing this up and I went to my room which was identical to Andre's like a little tiny thing but I was terrified the thing is when I got home 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 when I got back to LA and I was unpacking everything I unpacked one part of my suitcase and there was the key I had t- I took the, the, the ghost room key by accident <laughs> and, and it literally it literally looks like a ghost key like it's like there's like it's like a big huge like uh, gold thing with the with the number on it uh, of the room and like this big ass old key and I was like oh god I better send this back to them and I put it on my dresser and then crazy shit started happening in my apartment. Really? Uh, I, I brought I brought the ghost. Yeah. I brought the ghost home. Yeah, because you had here. the artifact it was attached to. I just ruined that entire hotel's, like, gimmick. Yeah, because <laughs> you took it all with now you. He, 
Now he lives here. And I never sent the key back, so he lives with me. He's here. Nice. <laughs> I, he... I hear I, I hear things and I see things all the time. I know it's him. I, I, it's crazy. So there you go. That's something that happened on the tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I need to go go there and stay there myself. <laughs> it's not scary anymore. Faust, Faust Hotel in New Brunsfeld, Texas. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a cool place. It's really cool. It's beautiful. But it's, it's very bizarre that we were staying there. <laughs> I bet you were loving it. Andre is probably going, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, Andre. Like he was like, great, ghost. Make a movie. Get out of get out of our way, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna assemble the monster squad back again. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, it should be I think that's what one of the documentary guys said. He, what we were shooting they were shooting, they're like why don't you just do your monster squad thing? Like, <laughs> I am Ryan Lambert. <laughs> like, I, like, I guess, uh, also, like, ghosts aren't monsters? <laughs> I think it's on the poster. You know who to call when you have ghosts. Call fucking Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. I can just see old. I can just see old Dan Aykroyd going there. Too. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. You just run into him in in the lobby, just look at each other, and just nod. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll be like, I'll be, we'll be like, oh my God, there's a Ghostbusters, and he'll be like, what the fuck's the Monster Squad? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you gonna call is bullshit? <laughs> I want to tell you something. This has been the best podcast so far of any, of any guests we've had on. <laughs> No, you guys, you guys. <laughs> no, seriously. It's the whiskey talking. <laughs> you know, over, over here in Ohio, it would be the Sailor Jerry talking. Not that, not oh, that. I like Sailor Jerry. Where in Ohio are you guys? Cincinnati. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was born in Cleveland. Okay, cool. Nice. We have we have a whole basement in in our special room that is covered with. Sailor Jerry bottles of all different kinds, oh, wow. all okay. the way around it. <laughs> we're we're I big. Was actually, in, I was in Cincinnati. Actually, we were in some other part of wherever the convention center is outside of Cincinnati. Yeah, I with that little Sharonville. Yep, yeah, Sharonville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were there for a convention, and they said, "I, you know, we're going to like the Cincinnati convention, you know, you know, Comic Con or whatever." And I was like, "Great." And we went there, and I'm like, where is Cincinnati? Like, <laughs> I thought we were going to Cincinnati. Like, oh, it's about, you know, 40 minutes that way. I'm like, 40 minutes? Like, I like to, when I'm going to a town, I like to check out the, the local, you know, I, I go to, like, local restaurants that I can't go to. I'll, like, look mm-hmm. at Bon Appetit magazine and see if there's some cool restaurants like yeah. I want to check out there. <laughs> I'll find bars, things like that. <laughs> Excuse me. And, uh, I picked out all these places and I'm like how am I getting there and uh, I finally just said I'm just going to take a car it's called an Uber and uh, it took me and my uh, my girlfriend at the time to uh, to the city mm-hmm. and we went to all these restaurants and we went to this bar I wanted to go to really bad walked into a bar sitting there it's told dump told dive can't remember the name of it and, uh, and, and uh, out of nowhere a bar fight like a full bar room ball f- not just two dudes like like seven people like beating the shit out of each other <laughs> and the bartender looks at me he's like welcome to Cincinnati yeah I was gonna say that I was gonna say that too <laughs> that's true you like, see no that shit. no shit I'm like oh yeah it's like this all the time I'm like cool I'm here. <laughs> see yeah next time like, yeah, next time you come around yeah they'll just beat the shit out of each other until it's over and they'll leave <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that, it's a, it's cool. Yeah, it's I see this shit every day. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I love so I love Cincinnati. I love seeing places like that. You know, it's like you think about it, and you're like, oh, well, I'm going, I'm going to St. Louis. Ugh, what the fuck is in St. Louis? And then you go and you, you go out and uh, and you see the people, and you see the nightlife, and you see the you know you, you know I've even found my people always like you know. Rip it on the South, you know, if you're, like, mm-hmm. super liberal and, like, fuck the people in the South. Like, people are very nice people. Like, <laughs> you have to, like, you know, not everyone is a, you know, a, a total Karen or whatever. But, like, <laughs> Karen. There are some, there's a sprinkling of nice people all over the place. Yeah. You go to the right places and you meet the right people. That's America to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was nice to see it that way, you know, traveling. Uh, around and meeting a ton of different people. Uh, otherwise, I would just be sitting in my underpants watching, you know, Iron Eagle on TV at five in the afternoon. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Some reason, like Lewis Gossett Jr.'s head, like popped in. On it. <laughs> Saying it's Colonel Chappie. <laughs> We talked to we talked Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. Now that's the soundtrack you want right Hard there. Not to. Yeah. So, so you're not going to tell us what your favorite TV show is? Not until I hear that theme. Song. I can't do it. No, no. <laughs> yeah. See, that was even better than me. <laughs> Contact song back in the day. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was. <laughs> the new zoo review. Yeah, yeah. Freddie the Frog. Yeah, Freddie the Frog. Yeah. Back in school, you're I like, yeah, it's Wednesday. I, I loved Frog Superstar. Oh heck yeah, Electric Woman, Dinah Girl, Sea Monster. Yeah, yeah Electric Woman, Dinah Girl, and Land of the Lost. And, yep. Uh, Lidsville, which was a weird one. <laughs> Hi, we're all hats. <laughs> HR Pump. Yeah, I know. HR Pump and stuff was a fucking acid trip. That was insane. And that little flute, the magic flute that talked. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy with his bowl cut or whatever. He had like a mullet bowl cut thing. Yeah. yeah. We always tell our little kids, burger. your shows ain't got shit on ours. <laughs> <laughs> Watch that SpongeBob still and uh, oh, well, that's clever. I mean, that's a brilliant show. Yeah, Sam, Sam and Cat. What well, Mork and or what's the Rick and Morty? Yeah, Rick like, and Morty. I almost said Mork and Mindy. That tells you how old that. <laughs> <laughs> nanu, I, nanu. Morty, Mork and Mindy crossover show. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like a lobby meet right there too. <laughs> Yeah, Rick and Morty there. But I, feel, I still feel like that's a little more adults, you know, right? Like, that's, like, for, more for adults. God, now I feel like a bad parent. All right, thanks. Put <laughs> <laughs> like, you in front of this drinking, you know, burping scientist yeah. in the morning, and he's going to swear, and he's going to say crazy shit, and, like, the morals are terrible. <laughs> 
We're coming up with something I mean, here. It's Dan Harmon. I mean, the guy's a giant pipe piece of shit. <laughs> you know, self, self-proclaimed. He knows it, you know. He's a genius, though. He's really funny. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, so, so we have this thing here uh, for our podcast where we actually have a case where where we ask everybody that comes on the show to, um, you know, add something to it for us. So when we have all of our, our guests and our people that come on the show here, everybody can take a look at it. So we were hoping maybe you can contribute and add something to our case for us. Okay. Add something to your case? Yes. Yeah. Yes, to our guest case. Like, you case. mean you want me to send you something? Yes. Yeah. If oh, okay. Yeah. Even if it's want. an autographed picture or something like that. Or just, something oh, cool. Sure. Yeah, just send me, you know, just uh, send me your address and I'll send you something. I'll put it next to your leather jacket. <laughs> oh my God, it was you! <laughs> we want the bullet! Hey, hey, we I want the bullet! I you stalking me. I know, great, now I'm the stalker. There goes our show. man underpants. I know, right? <laughs> It's okay. My my, we went to Tennessee this weekend. I'll I'll let you in on a nice little story here, real quick. My he yeah. my mother gives my husband a new pair of shorts, and um, for my mother, she's you know she's in her late sixties. He pulls out these shorts for his birthday, and it's got a picture of a big cock on the front. It says, "Stop staring at my cock," and I was like, "My mother just gave you a pair of shorts that said that." <laughs> so he's actually. You, you mean a rooster. Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, a rooster. <laughs> so you can imagine what my mother's like if, if you, you're getting to know me a little. <laughs> I've got the whole story already. Don't worry. <laughs> I got your number, girl. I, got, I know what's going on here. And your mom, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> She is. She is. She's a temptress. That's what she is. Maybe she'll send me some cock underwear. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because my dad's a big hippie, so he'd be like, buddy, send him some. (laughs) Right. I bet you have like a big collection of underpants that have like sayings and things all over them. Yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no one sees it. Like, uh, um, okay. <laughs> oh shit! Oh fuck! Oh man! And your husband's like, "That's funny," and then that's the only laugh you get. Like, you know, no, no one else gets it. <laughs> nope, nobody else does get that. You're in the bathroom alone, cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's bad. You know, he was walking around with them, and the kids were laughing at him. So that's the kind of parents we are. Woo woo! Love it, love it. <laughs> oh shit! So Ryan, where can um everybody follow you on social media and all that great stuff? Uh, uh really only uh, Instagram, uh, uh, and it's just Ryan Lambert one one one. You can follow me there. I try to keep my Facebook for, like, friends and stuff so it doesn't get, like, too many yeah. uh, dorks. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or, like, Nicole uh, following you. Not too you. many Nicoles. <laughs> I don't do a lot of Facebook posting anyway. Usually it's just something I like that's from Instagram. I'll post on Instagram and then it goes to Facebook, too. Yeah. But uh, uh, I try to stick to the... Uh, and, and, and my Instagram is open. Like, anybody can just follow. Um. So yeah, you can go there, and uh, I have updates on things that I'm doing, and you can find out what's happening there. I've got a record coming out soon. Oh, really? Um, um, tell us yeah. a little bit about this record. Uh, it's my band in San Francisco uh, called Kill Moi, and uh, you know we made we have one record out now, and uh, we're about to put out our, our second one. The first one, the first record was called. Uh, Hold me, motherfucker. Nice. <laughs> I like, I'm going to buy that album just because it says that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the second one, uh, me and my, uh, one of the guitar players in my band were chatting after the record was finished and uh, he goes, so what are we going to call it? And I'm like, uh, it's obvious. He's like, what? And I said, it's called, this one's going to be called 
No, seriously. Hold me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to look that up. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be out. Uh, it's, done, it's being mastered right now and uh, should be out shortly. I'm not exactly sure when we're going to, if we're going to wait until next year uh, to actually release it. Well, probably, probably will. Maybe, maybe like March. I think March would be uh, a good bet. My birthday. My 50th birthday. I'm hey, it's birthday. gonna be my 40th. Whoa. You're it, a baby. It, You're it, like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> it, and my birthday's three days after Christmas, and I'll be 48. <laughs> oh, wow. My God, that must have been shitty growing up. <laughs> oh, it was real <laughs> shitty. Like, we're so partied out. I'm sorry. We're done. Like, presents. We're over it. <laughs> <laughs> it was shitty, man. It was like, where's my birthday presents? Oh, you got them for yeah, Christmas. Like one present under, under the tree that's just wrapped in, like, superhero paper instead of Christmas paper. Yeah, it's <laughs> bullshit. And happy birthday. There you go. We did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is bullshit, Mom. <laughs> it was <straight> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for coming on tonight. It was a blast. Oh, my pleasure, for sure, guys. Yeah, it was awesome, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode. And remember, kitties, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you liked that, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, with a new quote, yes, we, we do. We end every episode with a different quote, yes. Okay. <laughs> you have to check out okay. the other ones. <laughs> you, you have to check out the other I'm ones to hear the... one for mine, considering I'm a Jew. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Why, you don't have an ending quote now before we get off? <laughs> do I have a quote? Yeah. Uh... My favorite quote of any movie of all time is, I know. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and then uh, the young Carrie Fisher's just Mm -hmm. goggling over you. (laughs) (laughs) That was very good, Captain Solo. (laughs) Always bring it back to Han. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Han was a bad motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't get more badass than that. <laughs> Before we get off, I'll, I'll tell you one thing about Han Solo and Kirk. Um, there was this um, cult classic movie came out early 90s called Free Enterprise. And it had uh, William McCormick in it and Shatner. And um, they did a scene where uh, this young kid... Um, was dressed like Kirk in the early 70s and he was getting his ass beat, beaten, you know, and this like Starfleet uniform was all torn up. So he gets knocked out. He wakes up and in his dream, he's talking to Shatner. He's like, William Shatner. He's like, yeah. He goes, I'm, I'm the top three uh, best imaginary uh, friends a kid ever have. I'm right behind the Easter Bunny. And he's like, so wh- um, why'd you get knocked out? He goes, you don't want to know. And he's like, yeah, I do. And he said, tell me. He's like, well, he said, uh, uh, Captain Solo said, uh, Captain Kirk's a puss. And he goes, well, get up and kick the fucker's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thank you so much, Ryan. Um, and everybody, thank you for listening to Horror Pop.